You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Today we're going to be talking about Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde. With me I have Isaiah. Hello. And Romy. Hey. And that's it. It's just us. Return of the trio saga. Mm-hmm. Blonde on Blonde is the seventh studio album by American singer-songwriter Bob Dylan, released as a double album on June 20th, 1966 under Columbia Records. It was produced by Bob Johnston, and the genre is folk rock. Now I'm going to read the all-music review from Stephen Thomas Irwine. If Highway 61 Revisited played as a garage rock record, the double album Blonde on Blonde inverted that sound, blending blues, country, rock, and folk into a wild, careening, and dense sound, replacing the fiery Michael Bloomfield with the intense, weaving guitar of Robbie Robertson. Bob Dylan led the group comprised of his touring band The Hawks and session musicians throughout his richest set of songs. Blonde on Blonde is an album of enormous depth, providing endless lyrical and musical revelations on each play, leaving the edginess of Highway 61 with a sense of the absurd. Blonde on Blonde is comprised entirely of songs driven by inventive, surreal, and witty wordplay, not only in the rockers, but also on winding, moving ballads like Visions of Johanna, Just Like a Woman, and Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands. Throughout the record, the music matches the inventiveness of the songs, filled with cutting guitar riffs, liquid organ riffs, crisp pianos, and even woozy brass bands. It's the culmination of Dylan's electric rock and roll period. He would never release a studio record that rocked this hard or had such bizarre imagery ever again all right what do we think of blonde on blonde by blob D- bob dylan why did i say blob dylan <laughs> it's all right so i put the blog dylan <laughs> yeah i don't know why i said that it's yeah. okay yeah. it's all right yeah for I, like my first exposure to bob dylan it's not that bad i kind of liked it i know by saying this jackson's gonna condemn me to hell forever but i don't i i it's a it's a slow burner i i liked it sue me yeah, I think you need to be able to listen to it like more than once, which is what I tried doing. But ultimately, I only gave it like one full listen through. Yeah, but yeah, but the, uh, the the songs that stick out, they're the ones you listen to again. But the other songs that don't really stick out, you only listen to them again as you're assigned to do it. Like you know, it's not like you want to visit these songs again, but you have to because you're part of this project. But what do we think of those songs? Um, I'm not sure. Like, first track is a bit of a turn-off for me. Oh. Yeah, I, I, it's got I, this weird beat I can't get past. Oh, but 
Isaiah, it's kind of like that marching band uh, rhythm. Uh, Isaiah, <laughs> Romy, don't you know? They'll stone you when you're trying to be so good. They'll stone you just like they said you would. They'll stone you when you're trying to go home. They'll stone you when you're there Everybody all alone. Everybody must get stoned. But I wouldn't feel so alone. Everybody must get stoned. This is oh, actually I, a I... pro-drug song by Bob Dylan himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, um... Actually, I actually just found out why uh, 420 is associated with weed. It was because oh. five high school students in California could only smoke at 420 in the afternoon. This was after school and before their parents huh. came home, so it was a good time for them to get high. <laughs> Who but, knew we uh, would be... I always thought it was a police code, honestly. Also, the 12 and 35, if you multiply 12 by 35, you get 420. But the actual explanation of the song song title is what is that uh, a woman and her daughter came into the recording studio out of the rain and bob dylan guessed their ages correctly as 12 and 35 what are your intentions bob <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> also i just Who knew we would be talking about marijuana before the actual weed album rubber soul by the beatles <laughs> well this is after rubber soul but yeah indeed yeah. You know, uh, fun story about Rainy Day Woman number 12 and 35. Bob Dylan wanted, like, the brass backing band, so he required on, like, like a high school band to do, like, the backing. But they just sounded too concise and perfect for him, so he just he just got his uh, Nashville buddies to, like, play like they're drunk. <laughs> and I think it's a, an effect that works on, on the song. I find it so funny how whenever, it seems like whenever Bob Dylan speaks, the guy in the background is just like, Woo! Yeah! <laughs> let's go it's like they're laughing at his own voice honestly he you can bob dylan laughs like in the second half of the song he's just like everybody must get stoned it's like he doesn't believe his words i I was looking up the album uh there's there exists an album called uh 50 years of blonde on blonde and like it was just like various people covering the whole album um (laughs) stuck inside of mobile is sung by old crow medicine show which is, you know, everyone's what? favorite track. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the word. Oh, mama. <laughs> Could this really be the end? <laughs> that piercing organ just. The or- oh, I should also mention the organ is one of my favorite parts of the album. If I could like make a cut of this album where it's there's no Dylan, it's just Al Cooper on the organ, I would. Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> I mean, it's such fire on tracks like Visions of Johanna, One of Us Must Know, I Want You. Not only is it the organ, that fire harmonica that's just <laughs> all over this freaking album. I'm pledging my time and temporary like Achilles were like the only times I was like, did it really have to, did he really have to hold such a long note? Because I, I think like the first harmonica note in temporary like Achilles lasts eight seconds. Temporary like Achilles. I that harmonica oh no, is not temporary, <laughs> but I I I eventually grew to that song. If it, it's just, all right, it's uh, not my favorite. Yeah, I think anyone whose favorite Bob Dylan track is temporary, like Achilles, should be locked up for good. <laughs> and now I was looking at the Beatles subreddit one day, and there was like a question that asked, uh, "What is your favorite non-Beatles song?" And the top-rated comment was "Visions of Johanna." And I can't, I can't put that past them. It's, it is a very good song. I wouldn't say it's the best song, but it's, it's, it's good. It's a good song, fitting for a morning walk. Mm, should have been um, the, should have been the side one closer. Why well, I don't know why they had to have one of us must know follow follow it up to close side one. I feel like Visions of Johanna should have just closed up side one. 
Seven minutes is a tad bit long for it, though. Wait until you find out about the last track of this album. Yikes. <laughs> Speaking of One of Us Must Know, I relate to that song. I'm not going to elaborate. I forgot what most of the lyrics consisted of, but I do really like that song. Mm. Uh, first three, I believe, was supposed. I believe was Dylan like doing like a take that to his fans who like just like hated him for transitioning from folk to rock. <laughs> so power move from Mr. Dylan, the Edge Lord himself. Deal with it. <laughs> we saw the gif of Dylan putting on the sunglasses, right? Yeah. Also, uh, so what do we think of the blistering guitar work on Leopard Skin Pillbox hat? Because if Jackson was here, I would have asked him, "Hey, do you wanna?" Do you want me to send you a copy of the song without any Dylan? It's just the blistering guitar work of Robbie Robertson. I might get crucified for this, but I do not like leopard skin pillbox hat. But mm. but don't you know they were they forgot to close the garage door. I love <laughs> how stupid and absurd the lyrics are in that song, but the music <laughs> doesn't do it for me. Um, that's that's where you and I differ, buddy. Because I think the the lyric, I think the lyrics are funny, and oh. I think the music is a nice little blues shuffle. However, I will never forget hearing Bob Dylan go, "You forgot to close the garage door." <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. Uh, I feel it in my bones. So sad. Alexa, play my melancholy L.A. Blues Brothers variation. <laughs> play La Blues by Bob Dylan. Oh, oh God, a Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan cover of L.A. LA Blues. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Mama. Oh, my God. What the... With leopard skin pillbox hat, like that radiates the same energy as like Walkhard actually. Um, they actually made fun of that sort of song. They had this song called Royal Jelly. Lurks are just like stuffed cabbage is the darling of the laundromat. I need to watch Walkhard again. That's such a fantastic yeah. film. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it actually? I've seen it. I've seen it twice. I still haven't seen it. Oh I'm such God. a I'm such a fake film kid. Indeed. You should you're obviously not- your gateway to Billy Cox is Polyphonics April Fool's video about what is it, Black Sheep? But I thought um, you were talking about the Black Sheep horror movie, which is about sheep. No. Yeah, Isaiah, I should get you into my podcast when we get to walk hard. I will enjoy that a lot. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway. And, and, like, you should also show up for our next episode. We're doing Anna and the Apocalypse, which is like a Christmas horror comedy musical. That sounds very chaotic. <laughs> yeah, it Almost is chaotic. Too chaotic. <laughs> Anyhow, um, where, oh yeah, oh. fifth track on the album. Okay, um, yeah, I watch you. It's a, it's I, I love it's 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 just a sweet little pop ballad by Mister. It's an amazing song. Yeah, uh, one thousand one album club said that the uh, it doesn't sound like Dylan singing on that. I would kind of disagree, <laughs> mainly because I've listened to too much of Dylan. I can't tell it apart. It yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. He's very direct with his words. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you like Dylan when he's more direct and less word salad. Good to know. <laughs> Is it the best track on the album, though? I'd Maybe. Say, I'd say tied with either Visions of Johanna or uh, One of Us Must Know. No, obviously, the-, the best track is uh, Stuck in a Mobile with the Memphis Blues again. Wait, do you actually believe that or are you just pranking me? Um, Let's call it 50-50. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama. Oh, mama. This is just going to become an, an, another one of those. Oh, wait. My Melancholy LA Memphis Booze Brothers variation. <laughs> Again. Oh. 
it we, builds. <laughs> it only gets bigger as time goes on. We can't escape it. Oh no! I, no, I, I gotta have it better. Stuck inside a mobile with Memphis, with my melancholy Memphis LA Blues Brothers variations again. Yes, keep. That sounds like torture. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just gonna it's just gonna get and it's just gonna get bigger throughout this entire podcast throughout all these years it'll just yeah, grow and, and grow so great refuse you the cracked bills and washed out horns blow into my face with scorn but it's not that way I wasn't born to lose you I want you I want you just like a woman i think the music is great but the lyrics are borderline misogynistic yeah real sketchy mr dylan she walks like a woman she talks like a woman but she cries like a little girl Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, but she I breaks like a little girl. This... Sorry, I was yeah. just I was trying so yeah. hard to remember it. I read that that song was inspired by Edie Sedgwick, who was one of Andy Warhol's muses. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and, uh, remember who, back uh, in eventually died of an overdose. Hmm. Remember back in our hunky dory episode when we spoiled that Andy Warhol and Bob Dylan hated each other's guts? Yeah, I actually remember listening to that episode. Hmm. Jackson is Andy Warhol confirmed. And I actually saw Hunky Dory in stock. At the at Barnes and Noble, I was like, "Should I get it?" I don't know. I have it. I got it. It was like one of the last albums I got before the pandemic hit, and I regret nothing. Yikes! I, I ended up purchasing Foxtrot by Genesis on CD. Hey, that that's also a good buy, regardless of whether or not it's on vinyl or CD. <laughs> Ideally, I'd want it on vinyl, but can't just, get them all. Just be lucky to have it. Yeah. So, uh, what's the uh, next song after "Just Like a Woman" called? I I legitimately <laughs> forgot. Uh, most likely you go your way. Yeah, it, it kind of has the same vibe as Rainy Day Woman, although I like Rainy Day Woman better than most likely you go your way. Yeah, I, I had I'd... to, I had to look at it again. That shows how forgettable it is. <laughs> I remember being on like the borderline between if I liked that song and if I didn't. Ultimately, it didn't make my playlist, so yeah. don't like it. <laughs> oh, the awesome mix! I am one out of three likes on that on that playlist. <laughs> yeah. My my legendary playlist, plugging my Spotify account. Follow yeah. me on Spotify. Yeah, I saw Awesome Mix Volume Three. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see you have a. I saw you have a bunch of other blonde on blonde stuff, and that's very valid. However, what's Indeed. not valid is that you don't have any great comet songs on there. How dare you? This is an indictment. I have a separate playlist for musicals. I'm not sure if it's public though, so uh, I'll probably change that after you recording. You gotta mix those worlds, man. I mean, if you ke- if you separate rock from musical, then you're never it's you're never gonna have peace on earth. I don't. Know. I'm very picky with what like collides with my awesome mix. Fair, fair, fair. It's very it's very uh, weird though. You could probably put like prologue or the opera in awesome mix. They they'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a temporary like Achilles. Once I get past the. 80 minute long harmonica note opening i can i can <laughs> i can deal with the rest of the song it's a good song indeed uh absolutely sweet marie has got a nice little kicking rocking organ sound can't really remember the lyrics too much to be honest Kinda everything s- after temporary like achilles is just a blur 
Even even Norwegian Wood, I mean, Fourth Time Around. Fourth Time Around is the last song that I like off of this album. And that's a valid point. Indeed. I love Norwegian Wood by the Beatles, so it's kind of a given that I love this song. That is a funny story about uh, Fourth Time Around, actually. So it was inspired by, like, Bob Dylan's then-girlfriend, uh, Romy. Would you happen to know what his girlfriend's name was in 1966? Some uh, model I, girl. I, I think it's Sarah something. I don't know, I have <laughs> oh no. Bob Dylan, why did you wait 17 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Bob Dylan's like, uh, he and his girlfriend. I think the story is he and his girlfriend, Bob Dylan, had like a fight. And like, but then they like reconciled or something. I don't freaking know. But the point is, uh, when, when people uh, first heard the song, they were they quickly spouted out some similarities to the Beatles' Norwegian Wood, which came out the year prior. And one of these blokes' names was John Lennon. And <laughs> I wonder uh, who that guy is. Yeah, probably just nobody. Jonathan Lennon. So and that combined with the last line of the song, "I never asked for your crutch, now don't ask for mine," was enough to convince John that Bob Dylan had it out for him specifically. <laughs> this is the real diss track. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and... <laughs> Get out of the way, how do you sleep? Um, too many people who. This is the real distract. <laughs> too many people is fire, though. Too and... many people. Ram, Ram is fire, just in general. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think I think everyone else will like Ram better than Imagine. I, I'm not sure. I'm scared for when we get to that album. I mean, it's not John Lennon, so... That's true. And don't, don't get me wrong, I, I love John Lennon. Even after he... Be- I should not finish this sentence. <laughs> Somewhere out there, Riley's just screaming, Andrew! <laughs> but, Silence uh, falls upon the podcast, so was, you know what it means. Yeah. Time to share my... Oh, I did was, you want to go? I was just going to finish my sentence by saying, John can be a bit of a narcissist sometimes. Like, put him in front of the Uncle Sam poster, I want you, and John will think he's spe- specifically talking about him. Like, no, <laughs> it couldn't be anyone else. It has to be John Lennon. Actually, Ringo is the most narcissistic, because <laughs> doesn't he have a song called I'm the Best or something? I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest, yeah. But you want to know who wrote that song? Was it Jeej, George? No, it was... Jojo. It was Johnny. Ah. <laughs> and so, Ring- once again, Ringo is deprived from all sin because he is best boy. <laughs> so- anyway, I'm going to share an article that I found on Genius.com titled, 10 Times Bob Dylan Sounded Just Like a Rapper. That's <laughs> <laughs> subterranean homesick thumbnail- blues on there. Yeah, the thumbnail for the article is the album cover for Dr. Dre's The Chronic, but instead it says Dylan The Chronic, and the picture of Dr. Dre is replaced with Bob Dylan. Wicka wicka Johnny's in the basement, talking like the medicine, working about the government. I don't know the lyrics Apparently, Bob Dylan was an East Coast sympathetic because the first reason is when he was in an ny state of mind do you want me to read the lyric for this uh sure okay quote there's a mighty many people all milling all around they'll kick you when you're up and knock you when you're down it's hard times in the city living down in new york town now those are some fire bars zero out of ten they don't mention stoning enough (laughs) oh guys um, can we add Bob Dylan to the list of people who have canonically rapped on Rock of Ages? Yeah. The Rock of Ages with Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and since we're also bringing up people who uh, rapped on Rock of Ages, I should also mention we forgot to mention uh, uh, Anatole and Dolokhov and Great Comet because they did like rap in preparations, <laughs> which is 
banger track. I don't know why we forgot to talk about it. Um, Subterranean Homesick Blues is actually the very last reason, and it's just titled When He Actually Sounded Like a Rapper. <laughs> so I... Johnny's in the basement mixing up medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. I mean, it does not lie. Johnny is in the basement mixing up the medicine, and you're on the pavement thinking about government. <laughs> very fun. Yeah. Anyway, there are two songs left. Want to talk about them? Go for it. Let's go for it. Obviously, Five Believers. Obviously not my favorite song. Eh, forgettable. I yeah, I don't even know who the Five Believers are supposed to be. <laughs> and so I think that's all we forgot to talk. And so we go <laughs> up to side four. Thank good news. There's only one song on side four. Bad news. It's 12 freaking minutes long. Oh, God. It's almost comical, though. Comical that Pink Floyd can release a 23-minute cut on their album and be, like, awesome. But Bob Dylan releases a 12-minute cut on one side, and we're like, for shame. For shame. For shame. Sorry, I think, had to pull out a little Hamilton reference. Uh-huh. The only other th- piece of theater you knew before this podcast. <laughs> also, I just want to point out, like, I think, like, the first three times Sad-Eyed Lady of the Low End's pretty nice, but then it starts repeating itself for, like, the last half, and it's like, can you end? Are you going to climax or anything? But it, it never does. It just... Goes on forever. Yeah. There's no real sense of satisfaction. It doesn't feel cathartic. Big word. <laughs> It doesn't feel cathartic at the end. I'm sorry. This song did inspire George Harrison's Long, Long, Long off the White Album. I think it's a better song. Oh, yes. And it's a better song because it's nine minutes shorter. It is the better song. (laughs) The White Album is the better album, a.k.a. Best Beatles album, a.k.a. Best Album of All Time. Uh, Not really, but I love that album to death. What what would you say is your favorite album, though? Remain in Light? My favorite... My favorite Beatles album? Oh, my favorite album of all time. Uh, I don't know. I joke around a lot. Literally earlier today, I said The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway was the best album of all time. Yeah, maybe not. Like, I don't I don't have a favorite. Yeah, Obviously, your favorite is You're in Town. You're just too afraid to admit it. Yes, it's Lodger by David Bowie. That's the best one. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Also, I should also mention that Long, Long, Long by uh, George off the White Album went on to inspire Pierre and Andre off Great Commas, so... Good job, Bob Dylan. You unintentionally inspired the saddest song off the best musical. Yes. Yeah, Dave! <laughs> uh, also, I feel like... I should also mention that like, if Jackson was to find anything to criticize for Dave Malloy, it would be that he likes to listen to Bob Dylan. That is the only thing he could find to criticize about Bobby D. Big ol' Bobby D. Mm-hmm. We did it. We went through all 14 songs in no time flat. Indeed. We did! I'm wondering, should I, I talk about an interview that I saw with Mr. Dylan himself? Oh, do, if it, do if, I, also, oh, I was also going to share an interview with Mick Jagger talking about Bob Dylan's voice and why he likes it, but I forgot to. <laughs> I was watching um, a 60 Minutes interview, and by watching, I meant I watched like the first like two minutes, <laughs> or it was it was either the first two minutes or just a, a random like selected clip. But the interviewer was like, "So, how do you make these songs like so good, or like something along those lines?" And this is like Dylan's first interview in like a super long time. And it's, he's just like, you know, I made a deal. I'm or, I made a bargain and I got it. And the interview's like, what are you talking about? And then Dylan's like, I made a deal with the commander in chief of uh, everything. What do you, what do you, what do you mean by that, Dylan? Uh, I love says he was, uh, he was contracted to make great music by the commander in chief of everything refuses to elaborate leaves <laughs> oh my god bob dylan 
literally sold his soul <laughs> to Barack Obama. We're getting Obama. in a conspiracy tear. <laughs> well, I asked the doctor if I could see you. It's bad for your health, he said. Yes, I disobeyed his orders. I came to see you, but I found him there instead. Also, do you want to know why the uh, picture of him on the cover is unfocused? They needed an album cover quick, so they just took a quick photo and they're like, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And Bob Dylan himself doesn't even know why the album's called Blonde on Blonde. It's because the, the, about, the, 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 the album cover's yellow, and that's it. What about Yesified Bob? Uh, no, no, God, no. Uh, no, don't know, remind me, please. I saw a tweet where that said that Lou Reed was just Yesified Bob Dylan. Oh, my God. And since I mentioned Lou Reed again, transphobes, if you're listening, get out of here. No one Freaking likes Lou Reed. No one likes you. Lou Reed is Lou Reed is the bomb. The Velvet Underground is just Bob Dylan's secret project. Andy Warhol. <laughs> it was Andy Warhol's response to Bob Dylan. All right. So why don't we? Why why don't we go around? Let me start off with people right. that weren't here. So uh, Kay gave this a six point two. Anything to oh. make it better than Revolver. How actually dare she? Jeez, <laughs> this is so sad. No, she, she's com- perfectly valid in all she says. Riley didn't l- listen to the entire album, but from what she heard of it, she gave it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> and uh, Jackson is not here with us tonight, but uh, before I give his rating, I just want to say to him, he is my hero. <laughs> he hates Bob Dylan, like, a lot. And to listen to the album, not just for me, but for us and and all our listeners around the world in America, Canada, Britain, Australia, Florida, I don't consider that a part of the country. <laughs> I I salute him. He listened to double the Bob Dylan that he usually expects, and even then, the usual amount of Bob Dylan is too much for him. So I I thank him so much in that. So shall we salute him? What a trooper. Yes. I asked him one out of ten, and he responded zero. <laughs> This is so iconic. Alexa, play Us and Them by Pink Floyd. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing he dislikes better than Phil Collins. (laughs) We did. Um, We'll start with you, Isaiah, because you're the most less positive out of all of us. All right. Um, It's good. Seven. I've basically (laughs) spilled all my thoughts already, but it's a seven. I like the album. How about you, Romy? Um, I... I give it a seven as well. Good song, bad sing... Good songs, bad singer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't necessarily yeah, call Dylan like a bad singer, but he I mean I think like theater kids are like so used to to like hearing perfect on pitch singers, and so which is why I hear a guy purposefully singing like bad notes, like wrong notes, is like jarring to them. It's like this this sounds weird. I don't like it. Yeah. This is where the conspiracy theory comes in. He he sold his voice to Ursula from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> so he could have a successful music career. Anyone who loses, anyone who loses their voice in movies, they just sound like Bob Dylan. Keep singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama. Oh, mama. <laughs> anyway, could this really be the end? And oh, I should, I should, I should also. 
I should also mention, uh, even I as a rock kid, I grew up to like closely knit harmonies of the Beatles and on point singers like Billy Joel. So even the voice of Bob Dylan is a bit not, not perfect for me. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to segue with Siva Gunner, Romy? Oh, um, I was serious. Like the Siva Gunner periodically has like Bob Dylan styled versions of, I'm going to share with you a version like, uh, the apple juice song from Kirby. <laughs> it's Bob Dylan it's singing just, those songs. It's just, yeah, it's the guy who sounds like Bob Dylan. <laughs> There's a <laughs> bunch more. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, I feel like I give this a seven, but because this album is such highly regarded by people, I feel like I should just like rank it a bit higher. Because and besides, I I think by rating it a seven. I'd be putting it in the same lane as Hotel California, which this show does not deserve to be a part of. So, and I'd, I'd, I'd give it like an 8, but then Jackson will look at me dirty. So I, I think I'll just stick with a 7.5. It, <laughs> it, it has its place in history, although in retrospect, there are better things that inspired it and better things that it would inspire. You get Well it? said. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Yeah. I should also mention though uh, the the backing band in this album is so tight. They should they should really start a band together, especially that Robert Robertson and Richard Dank fellow. Shout out to Nashville. Thank you for yeah. this album. Yeah. Whatever they if they ever do start a band, whatever they do, they should not include American in that band, especially one from Arkansas. That would just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> this is my subtle takedown at Levon Helm, even though he's not around anymore. It's just. I feel like he deserves the takedown post for sing for singing the night they drove old Dixie down. I I, I don't like his voice. I, I I like Dylan's voice better than I like Levon Helm's voice. This is so sad. Right oh no. <laughs> he sounds like he yawns every time he sings. He's just in a permanent state of yawning. <laughs> yeah. I should also note that uh, since we covered Bob Dylan, we are just like now one person away from completing the Traveling Wilburys gauntlet. And that person is yes. Tom Petty. But we so get Tom to... Petty can sing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mom doesn't like Tom Petty. That's so sad. Tom Petty can sing a tad bit better than Bob Dylan. Fair. I yeah. Obviously, like, just listen to Breakdown, like, oh, yeah. you know, mm. classic song. So will we get another speak of the devil moment when I spin the wheel now? Yes, Genesis, 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 Genesis. I should also note that I'm aiming for uh, for Sondheim to be our 50th episode because it's nice. Uh, it's going to be nice to like. Uh, it's it's an ample time in between Sondheim's passing, and I feel like a 50th episode is worthy for Sondheim. Would you agree? Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. Why do I keep getting Bob Dylan spins? I I don't want a Bob Dylan. <laughs> I'm just going to keep spinning until we get someone we haven't gotten oh, to no, in 10 yeah. episodes. Genesis, 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 Genesis. Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. You guys want Genesis, Genesis don't you? Well, Genesis. Yeah. Maybe someday, but not today. This is so sad. And Peter Gabriel, Gabriel, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> and the next <laughs> album we'll be looking at is Neil Young, After the Gold Rush. Oof. Oh my god, yeah! Oh yeah. <laughs> and yes, he can sing better than Dylan. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, little boy lost. He takes himself so seriously. He breaks.
He speaks of a farewell kiss to me He sure got a lot of gall To be so useless and all Muttering small talk at the wall While I'm in the hall Oh, how can I explain It's so hard to get on And these visions of Johanna They'd kept me up past the dawn <laughs> 